What's up, everybody? Welcome to our Thursday Live. Hope everybody's doing good today. Mia is trying to move her microphone around and making lots of noise. Okay, so today we are going to talk about something I realized, like, after I decided on this topic today, I was kind of like, okay, I talk about failing a lot. Maybe this is a complex I have. I know, I know I've talked about this a lot. This is a little bit different topic. We're going to talk about some of the benefits, like the importances of failing and why it's important to fail forward. I know this is kind of like a little play on words, like falling forward, failing forward, because when you fail forward, you're still progressing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I hope you guys are ready for this because here it comes, but not until after we give you an intro. What's up guys, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin and I have been in the photography industry for 25 plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created The 7 Figure Photographer to share my journey to 7 Figures and help others find their way too. So let's get started. Who, who's had a great week? Well, today's my, finally, it's like almost a month later. It's my birthday celebration. <laughs> Actually, it's not a month later, but it's a couple days later. With everybody being sick and all sorts of different stuff, we're getting, getting into it late. But I'm excited today to talk about our little topic of failing forward. And I think there's a lot of great content here. Uh, some things to think about, hopefully, some things to think about. We're going to jump in uh, to the topic today, and honestly, I think this is this is a little bit different topic, I, I, I believe, than like what we've talked about. Obviously, we talked about right at the end of the year, we talked about like my biggest failures and then what we were going to do to overcome my biggest failures. We're going to talk about a couple of other things and why failing is actually really important. You guys have all heard me say on numerous occasions, my like one of my favorite quotes is, the road to success is paved in failures. But I also really love the comment, and I tell this to my son, because my son oftentimes says, Dad, I'm afraid to fail, or I don't want to fail at it, or I don't want to screw it up. And one of the things that I really truly believe is that failure is, is a proof of effort. And I think that that's so vital, because we really do have to fail in the things that we do in order to get better at what we do. So I'm going to talk about a couple of different key points. One of those key points is why sharing failures is so important. And I think that why it's so important, it's really a hard, it was for a long time, a hard thing for me to do. I didn't want anybody to know that I had, like, nobody wants to know. Well, I think everybody does want to know. I didn't want anybody to know that I ever, like, did anything but succeed or, or complete, like, without failure because people, everybody thinks that like no matter who you are or what you've done, like when somebody looks at you and looks at the successes you have, they think, man, I just can't believe like that person is so good at what they do. Like for instance, when I was young, had one of my best friends growing up in high school, was his name was Billy. And I swear anything sports related or physical related that Billy touched. He was amazing at it. Mountain biking, snowmobiling, golfing. Like it was like he was just a natural at everything, but it's not to say that he didn't have failures. Yesterday, my son at his basketball game, I was cracking up because at the end he was giving one of his teammates a pep talk. 
And he says, dude, you just need to go home and practice a little bit and you're, you're going to get better. And I'm, I was sitting over there laughing and kind of like, because my son, here my son is like struggling out on the basketball court because he doesn't go home and practice. He practices everything else but basketball. And so um, here he is telling this other kid, you just got to go home and practice a little bit on this and, and being a little bit faster about this. And I'm like, dude, you don't ever practice at anything. <laughs> you practice video games, but, um, but he is, he is progressing and that's, that's what's important. Um, and I think that honestly, you know, getting out there and experiencing those small defeats or small failures is what <laughs> makes him better. But I think it's really vitally important to share those failures because those failures are really like, they're kind of the science behind the success when you think about it. Mia, do you have any failures that you've, <laughs> any failures that you want to share with us that like you've, <laughs> I just like putting Mia on the spot. Oh, let's take the microphone, put the microphone on for you. Like, what are some of the things that like some of the, maybe not even the failures, what are some of the successes that you've had that came with a lot of failures? Is it sad that the first thing that comes to mind is my daughter? Should I even go there? Um, Which are you talking about? Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Well, one good thing is she won't ever see this. One good thing is she she's won't not ever a failure. See this. She's not a failure. Yeah, but I've raised a pothead, and I have no idea wow, why. Wow, you just went there. I did, and like the funny thing is, for those of you that like don't really know me, like I am so not that person at all. I've never done drugs or anything like that. So, like we're gonna me, get her some pot brownies later. <laughs> so just... For me, this like I do feel like it's a like as a mom, I feel that I have failed her. And I feel like I have failed my duties to, to, I raised a pothead. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not sure how it happened. Um, but I'm in the same regards, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it and research it a bit more and learn things about it. And the reason why it's on the forefront of my mind is because she has tics. And from smoking pot, we have not seen a manifestation of her tics. They have really calmed down, which has made her more comfortable in the classroom and it has made her more comfortable in public. And I'm not dodging her all the time because she's got like these ticks that like attack your head. I will never tell her to her face that I've noticed this. <laughs> I will never admit to it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I consider it kind of a failure because she's, she's not exactly doing choices that I want her to make. But there are benefits I've seen to it and hopefully we'll continue to move forward and not, um, yeah, I don't know where that one's gonna go. You'll have to come back for that one. I don't know where that one's going. There so you go. Mia just opened up a can of worms. There you go. Yep. <laughs> a topic. So, so Mia is not suggesting that you guys all nope. get your kids to smoke pot to get nope. over their, <laughs> their <Nope>. takes. We're, <laughs> we're cutting away from Mia now. <laughs> That'll I'm take care of you. You won't come back. So, <laughs> now, Carrie commented, but I didn't understand what it is. Posts on SM. Social media. Oh, that ask for people to tag, tag others, others than crickets. crickets. Is that, I'd say That's one of the things I asked them what they were, um, if they'd want to share any of their fails. Oh. So she considers that one a failure at this point. So, and then that's kind of another, a whole nother topic. Like what do people consider failures? Right. Like what all do you really consider a failure? Because like, and I think it's really interesting because a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, you can say that because you're so successful, but at the same time, like you don't understand the failures and the levels of failure that other people have at different levels of success. Yeah. Like you don't understand the challenges that come with different levels of success. And, 
and the sacrifices that people make at different levels of success. Because sometimes we, you know, we make that effort to sacrifice more than other people do. I think this actually kind of ties into the second part of this, which is imagine where you could be if you weren't afraid of failure. And, um, here's a perfect example of that. Like you don't understand what other people's failures like really entail, what the sacrifice they make to get there. When you look at, well, uh, Elon Musk who owns Tesla or he's the founder creator, whatever of Tesla, uh, also SpaceX. And do you realize that like, so he's now known for SpaceX, the successful, like one of the first successful private entity, like space travel, like companies, like that's, that's quite amazing. Like if you think about it, what a lot of people don't know, and I think it's really interesting to know is that when they were trying to get their first rocket to travel to space in return, they had lots of failures. In fact, they blew up four rockets to the tune of like $65 million a piece. It's crazy. And that success, like people look at it and they're like, Oh my gosh, like they're so successful or he's just like anything he touches turns to gold. But like, what about those failures? Those failures are huge. Now. Yeah. Blowing up four rockets to the tune of, let's see, what is that? 130 million a piece. So that's 200 and that's basically a quarter of a billion dollars. I don't know about you guys, but that's a huge, <laughs> huge risk quarter of a billion dollars, which in turn yielded him a $3 billion contract with NASA. And honestly, for those of you who don't know the story of SpaceX and like kind of what the obviously Elon Musk is trying to colonize Mars, which is all fun and crazy, wild, whatever, it's bizarre in its own right. But he also saw that in order to send anything to space, like that business was crazy. Like there was only certain companies in the world that could even do that. And most of them were Russian or I think Russian Chinese and maybe it was just Russian and, and then NASA, but NASA had kind of bowed out. It like the cost to send anything to space was like $97 million dollars. And so for a rocket to take like even satellites to space or whatever, it would cost like $97 million to send something to space. And Elon Musk was able to cut that price down to half, basically $50 million and be able to reuse the rockets to do so. And so, yeah, there was huge failures. And I think I read the book that was put out uh, about Elon Musk and, and everything. And it was really intriguing to, to kind of go down that, pathway and see like all the different failures, but how his mind like chose to like how he chose to deal with like those failures and stuff and, and how just like crazy they are. Uh, Jeff Bezos is kind of going through the same thing with blue origin, or, yeah. which I think it's just kind of a, a fight to see who can, who can do it first. <laughs> but anyway, still, I think that it's, it's important to think like where, where would we be? where would you be or where could you be if you weren't afraid to take those, those risks? I remember, I think I even said this just the other day, I sat on the concept of doing this, like the seven figure photographer going online, 
for years because I was terrified that people would judge how fat I am. Like all these different things, like nobody would want to see my face on camera. I would be really embarrassed. The biggest thing that held me back was that I didn't have a name for it. And then <laughs> I told, hilarious. I tell you about the name. That was actually the number one thing that held me back, uh, was not having a name for my platform, which was now the seven figure photographer. And even when I finally had that, that decision or made that decision that that's what I was going to go with and stick with. Then even the other night I have <laughs> crazy, just like anxiety about it and like thinking, man, people are going to think I'm a fraud, which is just all imposter syndrome stuff. But do you have anything that you specifically can say, like imagine where you could be if you weren't afraid of failure? What are some of the things you're afraid to fail at? Actually, this is actually great because we were just talking about this the other night. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. So one of the things that Mia said to me the other day was that she was struggling with the fact that she doesn't feel like she's had success in anything. She was struggling with some of those things. And I think that all too often we get tied up in this, but yet we haven't even set our destination. Yeah, I think I rolled my eyes at you on camera. Did you roll your eyes at me? Because yeah. it was all over text. Yeah. But how often do you have, like, I mean, have you thought about, like, since that, what what is your destination? Because when we don't know what our destination is, then, yeah, the fear is crippling. Because there's really just no, there's no journey, there's no map of our of our road trip or our journey. Yeah, so I think for me... That it really, it really pissed me off at you. Um, uh, I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. Mm -mm. I think that the, the reason it was so hard for me is because I, I did have a place where I wanted to be. I had goals, like specific goals set for it. But when I get to a point where I feel like I'm never reaching those goals, they become more insurmountable. And so I'm kind of like at the point where now I don't really... I don't even really care. Like, I just have a number in my head. I want to make this much money so that I can go and do the adventures. I don't even know if that amount is, like, <laughs> what I need. And I think that's why I got so mad because, like, yeah. Because I was right? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and it used to, I used to have a goal. And I think that's what it is because I've, I've and this is, we, we talked about my perspective and I've had a, rough year and I'm not trying to sit in a victim spot but because there's been so many things I do feel like I've lost focus of of yeah I don't have a goal other than a number right now and I don't even care how I get it if I have to sell my feet pictures online at this point I don't even care that's like, awkward right <laughs> there's got to be a market for tiny feet like Shut sharp up. <laughs> Such a brat. There's like, like <laughs> midget feet. You can. They're not that bad. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I can even say that. I no, think that I don't might think be, you can. So you, you're that in might trouble. be okay. Shortpeoplefeet.com. But I'm not sure. You should just make a website. I just have little feet. You just but have short people feet. The point is, like, I don't even care anymore how I get there. I just want to hit a number because to me, like, I've never been financially independent. And but I but I I think that there's so much. I know. Wrong with the thought. I don't care how I get there. I just want to get there. But that's what you, I'm saying. That's what I realized. Because now, like when you said that, I realized how wrong that is at this point. But it was just because I feel like I've been beat down so many times. Like every door keeps getting closed that I don't even know which door to open anymore. And so I've just like, forget it. I just want to get this number. Like I changed my goal. And so when you said that, then I got all pissed off at you and <laughs> myself because like, you're right. That's not 
I need to have a destination. I need to sit down and take the time and figure out exactly where I need to be or exactly where I want to be so I can figure out how to get there. And, and I'll just fall forward the whole time. It's just, well, that's fine. Like, as long as you understand there's going to be failures, but you just have to press through those failures. Like, okay, so um, I actually, in all of my stuff today, when I was uh, kind of researching some of this topic, because I, I, like, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but then I was like, man, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about really quick on this. But I found, what is this called? Is it an acronym? Taking the words fail, first attempt in trying and I think that that really is valid because I've said this lots before. Like I had this for years, I had this, this mantra that it was like, I refuse to fail. What I realized as I started to look back is that I did have a lot of failures, but I just didn't like, it's like my storytelling. Like I have everything that I do in my life, like all these things become a part of my story and I value the, the parts that are fun, the excitement, and I tell stories about them. I'd leave out the failures most of the time because like those are actually, I kind of make light of the failures yeah. a lot of the times. And I think that maybe that's why is because I use them for humorous, <laughs> humorous content. But I think that another really valid aspect to this and something that I was thinking about as, as I was doing this is that it's important to plan for failure. Like, I think about companies like SpaceX or like Tesla and, you know, or any company in the world. And I don't know a single one of them that don't come forward with the expectation of, okay, these are the, these are the roadblocks we're going to hit. These are the failures we're going to run into. These are the challenges we're going to have. When we expect for failures or we expect for these, and they don't even have to be necessarily called failures. That's just the word we're using, but a bump in the road is not necessarily a failure. Like you can't even call yourself a failure as a parent until you absolutely, I mean, I don't think any time we can call ourselves a failure as a parent, but sometimes that's all it feels like. But when we plan for failure, like one of the things this year that we really undertook, we, we invested a lot of money and time into it was our direct mail. And we essentially did plan for the failures. We knew that like, okay, the industry standard is 3%. We were trying to get just a half of 1%. <laughs> and that was the goal. And in, in, by all rights, you could honestly say that we failed the whole effort. In fact, we just sent out our mailers for the influencer program for this year. And we were talking about it yet the other day and we we're like, well, we could, I mean, that kind of flopped. Maybe we just pushed it out too fast. But then as we started to look at the numbers and started to look at things and like we've had, we've been doing one-on-ones with all the influencers and out of the first three that have come in, two of them actually got the mailer. They just didn't say that up front and all three of them have signed on the spot. So honestly, we're having better success in that aspect. And we may have kind of missed the mark on like the offer or what it was. Cause I think that a lot of people like looking back at it, we pushed it to get it out before imaging. Cause we just set that, that goal and we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that deadline. And so we got it done, got it out by then. And I don't, I don't think we can call it a failure because what it's been is it's just been a second, one of those second touch points or third touch points or an opportunity that we had the other day. 
girl came in and they told us we were really good stalkers yeah. and we didn't understand. And honestly, that's where it came together that they had actually gotten the mailer because Mia had reached out to the girl on Instagram, but they had already gotten the mailer. And so it was, it all came together as like, stalkers. we just, yeah, we were stalkers. We just did a really <laughs> good job of like hitting them on all different levels that we could. Another thing that we, we didn't plan for failure. I thought this was going to be like the best thing ever Yeah, was we created these cards. So now this is really cool because I have a cool printer <laughs> that we invested in. I was like, okay, there's a couple of things that we can do to make that printer resource be available to us for other things. And so one of those things was we created these, which are the give a hundred, get a hundred. And they're just a card. And basically at the end of their sales session, I would throw this, together, print it out. It'd take about 10 minutes to print these cards out front and back. And it just has a code on there that they can use for get a hundred dollars off when they book. It worked for a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. So now we've talked about like, okay, we got to make a plan for the failures. Like how, how do we plan for those failures? How do we build the expectation in and I think that all too often photographers, like they experience the first objection in the sales room or the first failure, the first like roadblock. And they just throw their hands up and they say, nope, tried that. Not ever doing that again because it hurt. Right. And I think that all too often it's just it, we create these barriers and we just limit ourselves so badly because we hit one little road bump. So, I mean, would you say that we have done like a good job, like that we plan for failures? Do we Yeah, I think we need do. to do a better job of that? Well, I think while you were talking, one of the things that I thought about is when we look at, we look at the, like, again, pulling out, like, so using their carts, we looked at this as a whole, and yeah, maybe there's failures. But when you look at the little bits of it, what were we just talking about? Where oh, our mini, like we oh, had our a mini few sessions. mini sessions last year trying to get influencers. And as we were talking about it for this year, we're like, well, that that didn't really work. Like it was really hard to get people to come in, even though we're offering free shoots. So we looked at it kind of as a failure. And then when we were pulling up the pictures, did we say two of the girls? Three. All three, three of, of the girls, yeah. So three of the girls that we ended up signing as influencers last year through that are our top three referrals that we've had all year long from that program. So when you look at it that way, is that a failure? Heck no. No, no. But not. when we look at the whole scheme of it, we thought it was a failure. So I think when you break it down into little bits and pieces, I think that's what's important. And I think we do a good job at that, but I think we could definitely, definitely do better at looking so, at each aspect of it, I guess. So two things. Number one, like we both identified or recognized that it's not that those things were a failure. They could have just been like we could have done better with them. Yeah. And I think that I said this a couple weeks ago. Failure really only exists when you stop trying. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things that one of the great things about what we have is that we sit down and we talk about these things and we're like, okay, what can we do different? What can we do to move it forward? What can we do to be better at what we're doing with it? Well, I think that when you're not afraid to talk to people about the things that you failed at, that's where you gain those little 
bits of perspective that allow you to tweak it and to move forward and to make it better. But I think so many people at, in society as a whole are afraid to tell somebody that they failed at something. Like, dude, I just told you all my kid smokes pot. Like, that's kind of a big failure. But at the same time, when I opened up about that, I had friends come to me and be like, look, it's not that bad. Or like, let's look at it from this perspective or think about this aspect of it. And so if we're stop being so afraid about everybody judging us, I think we really can turn those failures into huge successes as long as we're willing to open up about it and then make changes. Well, and also just look at, like, identify those things that we feel were failures identifying them and, and looking at them and saying, okay, well, what can we do differently to make it better? And then how can we plan or, or what are we going to do to change that? But then also putting, and I think that this is actually a really valid thing because we should actually kind of almost put into our plan for everything that we do a plan for, okay, what do we do when this fails? Which we actually do a lot. Like, cause we actually, had kind of a plan this year for, okay, we're sending out these mailers to all of our, like we actually bought a mailing list for upcoming seniors. And this was a whole, this was a new way. I was like, okay, let's try something different in, in the year of do something different (laughs) this month. We're reading the book, get different. So we decided to do direct mail to start it out. That wasn't our end all be all, but we thought that it would be better but we also had a plan that, okay, when, when that doesn't work, we're going to go to like plan B and, but in a sense, we're kind of all putting it together anyway and working that plan all together yeah. as one. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, and you kind of made this point before we got started was the perspective. What is your perspective? So we just talked the other day, which apparently my whole topic on perspective hit a little harder than I expected. I wasn't prepared as well as I thought I, I could be. And we talked about perspective and how important is it to look at failure as like in a different perspective? Because sometimes those failures that we have, like the perspective on them is different. Like, you know, there's lots of different ways you can go with this, but is as long as we are open to saying, okay, I'm willing to look at what I had as failure. Cause a lot of times, like even I do, like, I don't want to be reminded of my failures, but at the same time, like they're valuable aspects of, of our business. And like we were saying, sharing those failures with other people gives people an opportunity to say, okay, well, Sam did this and he said it was a failure or Sam did this and he failed largely at it or whatever, or, okay, he did it this way, but what can I do different? What's the, you know, what's the different perspective on, on that as an individual and how you can, can change what you do with it. So what's your thought? I can't imagine trying to go through all the things without having a sounding board or a village around you. Like, as you were talking about, I was just thinking about the different people that I turn to and how much like when when I'm staring at the problem or what I feel is a problem, sometimes I can't I can't move beyond it. Like I can only see this part of it, but then I have somebody else and I complain to them, and they can be a voice of reason sometimes, and <laughs> they might come up with something that's a bit different. But it allows me to 
to look at it from a different perspective. So I think, like, just as you were saying that, I was thinking how valuable it is we should go back up to these that everybody said was their failures and just give them another, another perspective, another way to think about it. And when you create these communities, when you join up, like with us with PPI and um, going to all these things, you just, so many people have failed and there's so many different ways to do the same. What's that light bulb thing? Like there's a million ways to change a light. What's that light bulb? I don't know. But there's like a million ways to do one thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So using those that are around you and taking advantage of their failures and just being like, yeah, not going to try that one. You watch somebody fall on the ski hill or something, and you're like, not going to go down that one. <laughs> that would be where I would go. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why I'll just watch you from the sideline. <laughs> There's no sideline in, in skiing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> you have to go to the hill in the first. Trees. <laughs> so what are some of the, let's see, Josh says, the more you fail, the more you learn, which is, is very, very true. The bigger the failure, the bigger the lesson. Michelle says, I've failed over and over at not eating the things that I know my body hates. Yeah, back that's, at the top. That's actually a really good point. She says, remember that our failures don't mean that we are, are a, failure. a failure. Yeah, I like that. Just keep swimming. Clint's just, we're going to get you all eating right. Still drinking my water, Clint. Well, and back up, Jason, when, he, when I asked about people's, if they would share any of their failures, he said, I failed at managing my money properly, spending it all on dumb stuff. Um, my first marriage and communication in general, all which have made me a better presently. And I think that's part of it too, like you say. Yeah, and I think I think people really get down on themselves about failures. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, with the escape room and like what we went through with the escape room, I got down on myself really, really badly. <laughs> Which in hindsight, like I learned a lot of valuable lessons in doing that. I learned like stay in your lane, don't like but at the same time now flip flop four years four years later or four years, yeah, four years later, we've now bought out the escape room. And mind you, this was the first month we had in business on our own and we turned a, a really good profit, like, you know, put some good money in our, in our pocket from the thing. And that's like, that's a huge success in my mind that we've been able to turn that around and be able to create something, you know, a secondary source of income, or in a lot of ways, just a passive income uh, stream. And those, like we do get stuck on like two, like just held up on this, these ideas of failure and what they've done to us. And we get so stuck on them that we don't like look at them as like, man, that was a, that was a fun learning experience. And, and this is what we got from it. And this is where it's taken us like, we just get too stuck on it and stuck on a time frame. I think a lot of times we want whatever it is that we do to succeed like instantly. Like I did it. I did it. I think I did it right. And you want that success right away. Like we were talking about with those cards, it didn't work this year, but if we shouldn't stop, I still think like we need to build momentum with it and make it consistent on our end and make the kids know that it's consistent. Well, and I wonder down the road, then maybe that will be one of our biggest successes. Yeah. And I know that like with, so interestingly, when I had originally started into like a model program, I learned my model program from somebody else. And one of the things that they suggested doing was creating comp cards or model cards for each of the girls that they could hand them out at school. But like, 
I didn't do that because it was like a huge, well, a, the first year I had models, like my barrier to entry was really low and I had like 55 models my first year. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't afford at the time I couldn't afford to pay, you know, 30 bucks or 40 bucks for these little model cards for 50 different models. It was, that was like thousands of dollars that I couldn't, couldn't afford to do. But now, like at this point this year, like we could actually do that. We could take all of our models, create these, these cards and do them early and be able to have something. But I don't think that a, I don't think the girls take these to school and hand them out. I think parents hand them out more than the girls do, or they might hand them out when friends come to like their house. But I don't think, and maybe the size is really the the big issue. You know, it might be something more than, and maybe that's what we need to do is we need to reach out to our, uh, our influencers and say, okay, why, why didn't you use these? What, what did you do with them? Where are they sitting? Why didn't you take them? Why didn't you hand them out? Like ask the questions and find out really what it was that, you know, made it a failure. And again, it wasn't a failure. Honestly, the cost that these, so let's, let's dial back on this and look at it. The cost on, on these. So how many do we have over there? Got a whole bunch. 17 plus the one in your hand. So, so 18. 18 of them. So we only did them for 18 people because I think we started doing them kind of mid-year. Yeah. Here, you can put this one back. So, and I think maybe they cost, let's just round it up to 20 and say they cost me five bucks a piece to do 25 cards. And so we're talking a hundred bucks. Now, I know from those we got at least three. Yes. yes. I think we got at least three people just... On an average, um, I'm trying to think of the people that we did because one of them was Mariah. Mariah. One flopped. One flopped. But I think we had. I think we had two that. There might have been two more. Anyway, so let's just let's just for fun say three thousand dollars. That's that's nine thousand dollars of a return on investment for a hundred dollar card. Yeah. So in by all rights, that was hugely successful. So it was a successful thing, but um, because we're putting a different perspective on it, there you go. Yeah. There's our different perspective. So it was very successful in the fact that the return on investment was there. Could it have been much more successful? Should yeah. it have returned a better return? I think absolutely. Well, you bring up an interesting thing too when we talk about all this as we're going along. The we need to be marking this down. Like we do a pretty good job in Trello, but if we're not taking notes of what our failures were and what the successes were in and what we need to change, we're just going to keep repeating the process over and over again because we'll just do what's comfortable and common. So I think it's kind of like with your analytics when you're on, when you're looking at social media, we need to, we need to document this stuff. Like as we're sitting yeah. here, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to be writing I do. this I down. Do. So I expect you time, to just document it. I, I've, that's, I'm sure I've done some. That's what that's what you do. I'm, I'm a I find out with that. I find out that you have <laughs> spreadsheets that I, I do didn't have spreadsheets. I love she has spreadsheets for her me, spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. They make me happy. I but like spreadsheets too. I, I, there is a point to that. I think if we just do things and we write it off as a failure and we never actually write down all the points or make some sort of documentation on it, how do we? How sh- like you can't expect to do better next time. 
So, Which we did. We did exactly that with our senior mailer did. last yeah, year. Yeah, we did. But that's what I'm saying. And, I think it's important. And by all rights, like that senior mailer, like if we didn't have that data to see that we had, I mean, we did like almost $30,000 or was it 25000 I can pull up one of she's my gonna, spreadsheets. She's going to pull up her spreadsheet. <laughs> but we, we had like a at least a $25,000 return on investment oh, yeah. on those. And so that's like, I mean, absolutely no complaints there because... But had we not looked at it, we had very few calls. Um, yeah, very we had few. like 11 calls out of 3,500 mailers that we sent out. And I think, now Tim, don't let this freak you out. I think that one of the benefits to what you're doing versus what we're doing, they have a true tested like call to action and like a message that, so you have a huge advantage with that because they've they've already done the testing. They've they're a big company that's made that effort. We're a little guy that decided to take on this investment and learn for ourselves. So I think that we missed the boat a lot on like the offer and like how we presented it and, and just a couple of different things there. Plus we had a lot of learning curve in amongst that. But again, still like that's me saying, okay, like there weren't that many calls that came in based on that. But at the same time, like we, we're able to turn what we got and turn it into a huge profit. I knew it wasn't going to be like out of this world, but it was still like, Tim, if you can add an extra $20,000 to your year, that's huge. That's huge. Right. That's a, especially if your investment is only, you know, $1,800 or $2,000, you know, if you have a, uh, return on investment that comes back at twenty thousand or twenty five thousand dollars. That's huge. Yeah, our so, ROI on it was eighty one point six seven percent with, and we were over twenty five or twenty four thousand. So, it was but we good. didn't even put the families in there, did we? No, we don't have all of our family, and I haven't pushed those family sessions until the weather breaks. Yeah, and so that that, that still can build. Like, there's a lot of money that can still come from that because realistically, that still <laughs> came from that direct mail piece. So. Anyway, so overall today, the goal is, and the, the point here is that when you recognize that what you're doing in your business and your failures are, when you're failing forward, when you're moving forward, I saw something the other day where somebody like, I think it was a, a snowboarder in the, like one of the like X games or something. And he ate crap on the landing, like. <laughs> But he bounced and then flopped and ended up like Honest. popping up yeah. and still winning the competition. Like, like he basically like didn't stick it, but then ended up – it was a time trial thing. And I think that really – like that's kind of what resonates in my head about failing forward. Like you can make mistakes, but then it's really about how you pop up from the experience or how you get back up and get back on the horse. Like everybody always says – you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get bucked off a horse. It matters how many times you get back on the horse. And that's exactly what it is. It's like when you are willing to get back on the horse and ride again, then I, I had a time with a friend. He took me out horseback riding behind her house and he put me on an Arabian or something like that. And apparently the horse was a runner. And anytime <laughs> it got close to home, it was just like, okay, we're going for home and no shit. Like <laughs> we got like a mile from home. We're talking like in the, like I lived up kind of, they weren't like 
mountains, but they were like rolling hills. And we got like a mile from home, the horse just started taking off and I had to just hold on <laughs> like until we got back to the house. And I don't know that I've ever actually been on a horse again since. <laughs> so don't, this is not a good example, but I'm pretty sure I have been on a horse. Maybe, maybe not. Sounds like would be maybe so we need to go on a trip to Cabo so that we can ride No, horses. I will not ride the horses in Cabo. Why? Well, like the A, but like, they all look like they're hardly fed anyway, and then you put my fat ass on oh their back, gosh. they're going to be like <laughs> bowing in the middle. So I'll bring them extra carrots. And yeah, I've just heard too many experiences about people getting hurt on the horses oh, in Cabo. It. So anyway, that's, uh, that's all we got for you today. I hope you guys will take into consideration, like plan, plan your failures, like plan where you're what you're going to do when you have failures and how you're going to overcome them but plan an attack of like i'm going to overcome it by doing this like uh, when i have those failures this is what i'm going to do to move forward from that point or just have a plan to grow from it and expect that it's going to happen and i think that you'll see a lot of difference in <clears throat> when you a understand that without question there's going to be failures from your efforts and what you're doing so plan for those failures don't be afraid of them expect that they're going to happen and um and just know that you're going to make it through and you're going to be a better person because of them i think that's like one of the things that drives me the most nuts is when people say i wish i never would have met that person and wish i never oh, would have done I that wish i never would have whatever the thing you have to understand is that you are where you are because of the trials, the struggles, the people that you've had in your life. And so don't ever regret or say that you wish you'd never had those things because those failures and those experiences in your life are what make you who you are. And honestly, they're the best education you can get. So yeah. And they're, they're free most of the time. Well, not always, not very often. Look at, look at, Elon Musk, his, his failures were not free. They were to the tune of about, what did we say? 250 well, billion, yeah. 260 bi money. or 260 million. Yeah. Sometimes it's not always money. It Sometimes it's a sanity, sanity, emotional. Yeah. The emotional, I mean, there's, there's a whole array that you can the emotional see. aspect I'm sure is yeah. probably worse than any of it. So, all right, guys, um, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We will be back next Tuesday, same time, same place. All right, guys, take care. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next Tuesday.